My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Get in the hole! Hello, friends, and welcome to the Oddscast podcast. Donnie DeLeo, alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, producer Corey, it is a podcast unlike any other masters 2021 finally back in april pimento cheese sandwiches are flowing spring is in the air what do they call those jim, trees jim is that you awesome. jim jim i i i don't know terry i i don't know jim jim uh, oh it's you down oh i was confused for a minute there i wasn't looking at the Greens. Well, it goes in the rolling, the rolling greens right there. So yeah, this is uh, the Masters weekend podcast. We're gonna have all of our Masters picks, analysis, everything you need to win some money this weekend. We'll get the NCAA tournament out of the way. Congrats to Baylor. Um, I don't know really what else there is to say. Uh, I think we finished top fifty percent in the uh, in the in the DraftKings bracket. Listen, we were just being weird. So, do what we can. Yeah, I mean, I, I realize, you know, you go, you go, you go. No, you go. Are you going to talk about gambling? Because I have nothing to do with gambling here. <laughs> I'll finish it with the gambling. You, you go. Okay. I didn't realize that Scott Drew was hired, was the next coach hired after Dave Bliss and the, the Baylor murder scandal. Yeah, I mean, if you player murdered another player, if you didn't know that, you definitely did because they wouldn't shut the fuck up about how it was the greatest comeback in any program. Um, I guess it, you know, it would be like SMU after the death penalty, the next guy coming in and winning a national championship. I was gonna say, in terms of like next year stuff, I know people like to look at it, but this year is so weird just because the transfer market is insane because everyone else, you know, every, every single college player that was playing last year gets an extra year of eligibility. So the transfer market, pick a team and there's four guys already in the transfer portal. Um, and you just really don't know what the teams are going to look like. Some moves, you know, Shaka Smart going to Marquette, uh, Greg Beard going to Texas, Chris Beard, Greg Beard, mm-hmm. same thing. Um, so some movement there, but Baylor just was the better team. I think, you know, we say this every year about Gonzaga, they can be as good as they want to be in Ken Palm regular season, but a power conference team hasn't won the tournament in like 30 years. So it's, it's wasn't their year, a non-power conference team. So yeah, until they, until they win, until they do it, like you're going to keep losing. So I, it was just jarring though, like the start of the game where it just seemed like Baylor just wanted it more it, to use a cliche that makes no sense because obviously both teams wanted to win, but it just seemed like they, they came out like shot out of a cannon and Gonzaga was, it, they might've had the, the overtime game winners, you know, they might've been sleepwalking. So yeah. I don't know. It was very weird and like you saw the first two minutes and like to me i just like well i i don't know how gonzaga wins this game yeah they could not hold on to the ball they got they got punched in the face in the first two minutes of the game and that was the game they never looked back so also timmy like that was the first i don't know how i missed this the entire tournament but timmy just dribbles the ball like five feet away from his body just asking people to steal it from him are you sure it's not just his wingspan? Just class. I think that that's actually just him being like classic white guy. Just you know, just not afraid of any consequences. <laughs> Timmy out there playing in salmon salmon shorts and your vines. Um, yeah, I, I. There's one thing I will note: like the Ken Palm formula is is a go still. It's like you have to look at in conference metrics, but Baylor was a team that, you know, was, was low ranked in the national Ken Palm defensive rankings. But if you looked at their like in-conference metrics, their defense actually was very good in the big 12. 
and it was a little kind of you kind of had to peel back the layers a little bit and look deeper because people looked at Baylor they're like oh their defense isn't good because they were like 60th or whatever nationally but they were they had the third best defense in the Big 12 in Big 12 games they had basically the average or median adjusted defensive efficiency rating as like every single tournament winner in the last 10 years. So like they were right there and everything was kind of where it needed to be as far as the metrics are concerned. So good, good on Baylor. Still way too many things going on to figure out what's going on next year or who to, who to be on. I'm sure you can throw some darts with some, again, power conference teams because these teams like Houston and, Gonzaga until they until their conference does it they're not gonna they're not gonna win so yeah pick pick maybe a mid-level team I was looking at like Oklahoma before their coach left um I was looking at Virginia Tech Mike Young their team that I'm looking at next year they are getting Storm Murphy in as a transfer and they had I think the second best maybe the best actually uh in conference defense in the ACC and they were a tournament team. They they should have won their first game against Florida, who then uh, went on to lose against uh, Oral Roberts. So they, they have some tourney experience. Uh, a lot of their guys are, are coming back, and uh, the coach is good. But anyway, on to the Masters. Terry takes. I want you to lay the groundwork for us. Somebody like eating chips? I'm moving my ice bag around. So, oh, yeah, you're, you're an injured. You're on the IL. IL plus. Yeah, we should do a uh, like those things on Twitter that are going around, like prayers up to producer Corey, like, like and just like, like put the microphone or something, like, like, like all those all those <laughs> Twitter headstone, those Twitter threads that are going viral because of uh, it looks like it's like an RIP, <laughs> like somebody died, but it's like oh they just like minor have injury. a yeah have a minor injury, torn so. pec or something like whatever. I never I never walk alone because I walk for him. <laughs> producer Corey. So prayers up to producer Corey for um hurting his knee. Hurting his knee, skate skateboarding injury. So Stanium. prayers up, prayers up. He forgot um, he is almost 30. So Terry, yep. I wanna you're you're the masters guy, you're the golf guy. In the hole, dot dot dot. You know, everybody knows. Everybody knows that you're the guy, the go-to guy with the golf. You have the insight. You have the metrics. You have the storylines. And we wow. look at we look at Augusta. They're coming back here pretty much only five months, five or six months after they did last year as this tournament was moved to the fall in COVID. I'm hearing things about the conditions of the course that's going to be a more difficult course to play on than it was in the fall of last year. Um Firmer greens. Can you talk a little bit about just laying the groundwork about what to expect in terms of the golf itself in the masters this weekend, before we talk about how players match that projection of how the course will play. Confirm the firmness, please. Yes. Yes. Confirming firmness. Um, As Dominic said, we are five months from the previous masters, the quickest turnaround in masters history. DJ only getting to, wear his green jacket for five months before he has to defend it. November Masters, one that will go down in the history books, but for for multiple reasons. One, because of COVID. Two, because DJ shot the lowest round in Masters history. Asterisk question mark, because it was in November. There was a lot of rain um, in the fall. The conditions were very soft, um, slower greens, also just you know the time of year it looked different no fans a lot of people thought that was you know rory's time to win in the in the soft conditions obviously it didn't happen uh spoiler alert don't think it's going to happen again i don't think he's going to complete his career grand slam now um we'll get into that later okay so it's it's interesting because we had a, a lot of guys compete in the Masters for the first time in November. And, you know, as, as a whole, they, they, they did pretty well, you know, for, for a group that had never played there before. Generally, you know, the last, the last person to win the Masters for the first time, Fuzzy Zeller in 1979. Um, but they played pretty well. Now, there were no fans. It was softer conditions. As you said, the word on the street is 
membership wasn't too happy that DJ shot 20 under and set the record last uh, November. Obviously, weird conditions, but so there's there's buzz. There's tweets, tweets of the birds in the trees um, next to the azalea bushes that uh, the conditions are going to be fir firm and fast. They're going to try to keep the scores a little lower, not U.S. Open conditions. You know, there's, they're not going to grow the rough, you know, crazy lengths. Um, but I, I, I could see, you know, uh, the score being high single digits, low double digits. I think the line range. Yeah, I think the line is nine and a half um, with heavy, heavy juice on the under. Um, so that would be they do it based on scoring, you know, like the aggregate scoring. So I think it's like 288 and a half or whatever it is to nine and a half. I did the math before. Um, so it, the, the line probably is going to shoot to minus 10, minus 10 and a half. So you're right. But I mean, they could do whatever they they could try to make the greens as fast as they want. But at, last time I checked, I thought there was rain in the forecast. And you know, Mother Nature is going to Mother Nature, so you can't tell her what to do. She's an independent woman, so I they can it's 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 up to the weather. If it rains, it's going to make it softer. Scores are going to be lower. If it doesn't rain, they're going to try to keep the course firm. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna it's not going to be the same Masters that we saw less than six months ago. Let's go through some of the bigger names here and the lower odds, and you kind of give me your your feel out of them. Dustin Johnson, plus 950, leader in the clubhouse, in the sportsbook clubhouse. Um, I don't even know if that's a term, leader in the sportsbook mm -hmm. for no. plus 950. We'll make it a thing. He, yeah. he won the Masters last year. You're saying it's not going to be like the Masters. I think him. I think he would be the fourth person to go back to back of the Masters, and the other ones are like Nicholas Woods and Palmer. I think I don't think Palmer is one of them, but the, but it's very exclusive company. I heard he is doing um, pigs in a blanket and uh, like a miso steak and lobster for his winner for his uh, for his winter dinner. What is your thought on Dustin Johnson? Is he going to repeat? Obviously, a plus nine fifty. That's not a line that you like. No, just knowing you historically. No, yeah, uh, I'll never bet anyone to win any golf tournament at nine nine fifty. Um, just to go on sidetrack a little bit, I like I like DJ's menu. Give me some pigs in a blanket. You know, I'm, I'm pretending to the be or not. He's, he's just an everyman. He's just a big, dumb idiot, and he wants pigs in a blanket and to watch the game. They'll probably drink Francia um, with dinner. Think, you, think cocaine, you think cocaine's on the menu? It should be. No. No <laughs> back injuries this year. This, this menu honestly looks like one of those menus where, like, he picked one set of things and then, like, asked somebody else, like, what the fuck else do people like to eat? Are you looking at it? Are you yeah. looking at it? Looking Can you at read it? it? Um, appetizer, pigs in a blanket and lobster and corn fritters, salad, garden salad or Caesar salad, entree, prime filet mignon or miso marinated sea bass, sides, mashed potatoes and spring vegetables, dessert, peach cobbler and apple pie with vanilla ice cream. And then yeah, the, he definitely picked the steak and the mashed potatoes. And yeah, like, like he, he definitely just Justin, went pigs in a blanket. Yeah, like he's like pigs in a blanket, garden salad, steak, mashed potatoes, peach cobbler, and then was like, "Fuck, what do other people want?" Like, yeah. well, you know, we need some lobster, you know, lobster fritters. Yeah, he's probably he's just really like, old. "Can can we just eat at Applebee's? Do we have to eat at Augusta? Can we do we have to eat at Augusta? Can we just Somebody go down the street?" I feel like pigs in a blanket are as close as you're going to get to like a boneless wings or like a, like a wings type of appetizer, but that should be on there. I'm surprised. Well, you can go win the masters next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll be perfect. If they count one round of mine versus all of theirs, it'll be perfect. I wish, <laughs> I wish you just had like a blooming onion on there. Oh, yes. All right. We're getting too deep into the menu here. That's important. Yeah. It's, it's a soft menu. Next on the list, I'm going to go uh, the foursome here of the odds, depending on which book. They're probably between 11 to 1 and 12 to 1, but they're together. 
I am going to start with Jordan Spieth, who seems to be everyone's not everyone. So, so it seemed like on Sunday after Spieth won, what he went the Valero Open. What was it? Is that what it was? The yeah, Valero was. Texas Open. And even Nance on Monday is like, I like, uh, I, I like Jordan Spieth, which is the kiss of death. I think. I see a lot of people. I think Jason Sobel, the Action Network, big on the uh, not going uh, not with the hot hand even though it seems like a lot of people are picking speed to win. He's has history at this course. Um, so he's the first guy. I want you to rank these guys. Jordan speed. Okay. First guy, very hot right now. Very hot in Zoolander meme. So hot right now. Bryson DeChambeau, number two on this list. And you're going to rank them again. So we got speed DeChambeau. Everybody knows how the golf world feels about Bryson DeChambeau. Love him. or hate him. Great villain. I think he barely made the cut last year. We're on him to miss the cut. Now he's got, you know, a look at the Masters with his new golf game, new distance. Maybe that translates. Justin Thomas at three, uh, the third guy on this list, 1150 on DraftKings. Again, all these guys are the same. I think he is probably, you know, he won the players this year. I think that out of these four guys, and I'll – Philly on the fourth guy after this. I think he's he's my favorite of this, but I'm interested to hear your take just because I think everybody's on speed. Um, a lot of Bryson love, a lot of DJ love. I think to Justin Thomas is kind of flying under the radar, which is uh, interesting given his how, how well he's playing right now. And then Johnny Rom at 12 to 1, former number one player of the year back when we started doing dot, dot, dot in the hole. Um, very short-lived number one player in the world ranking just had a kid, which I think maybe bumped his odds up from 15 to one to 12 to one, because everyone's going to Danny Willett 2016, have a kid win the masters. Um, so yeah, which is like, I, I see these like, Oh, like I, I see in the articles while doing research on this, people are like, I'm picking John Brown because he had a kid. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this, is not, this is not why we listen to advice from people who just say, you know, he had a kid, now he's going to win. So we got Spieth, we got Bryson, we got JT, we got Rom. Rank them one to four in terms of most likely to least likely to win out of those four, in your opinion. Okay, okay. Disclaimer, doesn't mean I'm going to bet these people because these odds are so low. But go, number, go four, four to one, four to one. I think that's four what we should one. do. Give, okay. some, give some excitement. Juicy odds, four to one. Uh, I'll go with Bryson DeChambeau, number four. Uh, obviously, great golf player. Res- respect the game. Respect the game, bro. Um, but I, I just don't think I, – I don't feel it in my bones for him in Augusta. Uh, Augusta. He can bomb Augusta. He, he can – I've had a bottle of wine. Uh, he can bomb it. He can bomb it down the fairway. The rough isn't as penalizing as it is a U.S. Open, so other guys aren't going to be, you know, chopping out of the rough. And he's using his big, strong muscles and having the advantage. So I think you know his his advantage for the length there and you know just chopping out of the rough is is negligible. On the green, he he doesn't have his like handy dandy green book at this point um just because i guess the doesn't let the doesn't let the robots come in and laser up the course and give you all these crazy greens books that can see every little contour in the green which you know one of the defenses of the golf course is you know these contours in the green um do i think he made like might have sketched his own in his free time Possibly yes, um, but I just I don't. Part of me just don't want I don't want it to happen just because everyone's gonna freak out if he wins and like we're gonna start like tiger proofing golf courses again, which I don't know what you do to Bryson proof a golf course except maybe cut down. I, I don't know. Uh, so Tree, gonna, trees in the fairway. Trees in the fairway. At at three three hundred forty to three hundred sixty yards. Yes. Um, VW Volkswagens just driving down the middle of the fairway and hitting him in the legs. 
Um, right. So Bryson's four. Bryson's four. I'm going with Jordan Spieth, number three. He is the hottest girl at the dance right now. Everyone wants to dance with him. Everyone's trying to go grab some punch for him. Um, a few months ago, he was 60 to one, 80 to one. A few months before that, I don't see any value in him at 11 to one now. Uh, he, Data Golf had a tweet um, earlier today just saying that, you know, when he won in 2015, he was hitting the ball shorter than he is now, but incredibly accurate. Um, now he's hitting the ball, you know, a little bit farther, but he's never been less accurate off the tee in his career than he is, you know, this year. Sounds problematic. Um, yes. Um, and there's only been a handful of people that have won uh, the Masters after you know winning the prior week i think phil mickelson was the last one to do it um you know 10 years ago or more than that um and of the eight people i think that have done it like five of them were before 1960 or 1950 so it's been the odds are not in his favor to win um do i think he'll play well yes uh do i think if you want to double your money your money you bet on him had even money to finish in the top 20 after the first round. Yeah, I do. That's uh, on DK. Um, number two, we're going with John Rahm. Yes, he had a kid. I don't know if you guys heard. He had a kid. Actually, he didn't have a kid. His wife had a kid. <laughs> he really hasn't done much for the past nine months except play golf. Um, sure, that's a burden off his shoulders. We're unsure he's going to withdraw. He's not going to withdraw. Uh, obviously he's going to play. He's gotten better or he's finished in the top 10 the past three years that he's played, um, at the masters kind of just waiting for him to get over the hump in terms of winning a major. Um, you know, at some point the pressure is definitely going to start, start building on him. Uh, the whole dad thing and winning, uh, I don't know if that's where you're, I like the John Ron pick. I think he could win this tournament, um, but don't just bet on him because he had a kid. Because Rory had a kid a few years ago, and didn't he, he almost missed the cut. I think, possibly. So, so I guess now, not no. I'll wait to get to the Rory thing. Go. Yeah. Uh... Number one, the guy that I think is going to win this tournament, Justin Thomas. Um, he's had a roller coaster of a year. Dropped a, dropped a nice uh, slur on a green, lost his sponsorships, worked his way back, won the players. Uh, yeah, no, we're going full circle here. Um, Redemption. Yes. Very close with Tiger Woods. Interesting stat I heard um, is that the only player to win the players and the Masters in the same year ever Tiger Woods. Mm. Obviously, Tiger is not going to be there this week um, because of his car crash and surgeries. JT very close to him. Um, if you look at his master performances, he's finished, you know, better and better each year. 2016, T39. 2017, T22. 2018, 17. 2019, 12. And then this past November, he finished fourth. So he's getting better and better. And I think just there, this tournament just feels so much more hyped than usual, just because of everything, I guess the country and like we've all gone through and there's going to be fans there. It's just going to be, it's going to feel like a more normal masters than the one in November. Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like the cream is going to rise to the top in this one. And I think, the way JT's playing right now and just everything that's going on, stroke screened approach. That's a weird, I didn't talk about that at all, but I'm just throwing it in there. Um, I, I think the narrative says that I, I like him to win. I agree with you. I think if I had to pick one guy out of the field, you know, if you had to, kind of if you're in a pool and you want to pick him to kind of center your 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 pool entries and center your 
anchor your DraftKings and daily fantasy lineups, I think Justin Thomas is the is the pick if you're if you're going to pick one of the top guys. I do agree with you. Third and third and second in the field in uh, uh, strokes gained approach. The it's just a, it's just annoying though because he's twelve to one and mm-hmm. I, like I'm not going to bet it. But then he's well. Gonna- Top five is plus 275, and to your point, he started playing in the Masters in 2016. He has finished above where he finished the prior year in every single year, um, 39, 22, 17, 12, 4. Only place to go is up if he's going to continue that. So that's a top five um, if, if, you, if you're not good at math. So let's get into some of the longer shots here. Um, you know, because you have these five guys at 12 to one or less talked about all of them. Rory is, this is like the first time I remember in a major tournament that Rory is like close to 20 to one. And even if you look at like the U S open and the PGA, uh, I think the PGA is the next tournament. Like Rory's still 10 to one to win the PGA. It's just, he's playing not great right now, but in terms of his past performance of the masters, you talked about how much experience matters at this course, no greens books need to know the course, need to know the contours, everything Rory is, has finished in the top 10 of the masters six times in the last seven years. 2019 was the only time he did not finish in the top 10 and he finished 21st. So he's usually, he usually bombs the first day. And then all of a sudden right there at the end, He's back during a top 10. So it is true. I have a stat from Justin Ray of the 15th hole. I think he works at mm-hmm. Rory is 20 over 28 over par in first rounds of majors since 2015. He is 64 under par for rounds <laughs> two through four. It's nuts. Just got to figure out on day one. Maybe maybe that's a live opportunity. If he's on day one, it's like fuck. He's he's gonna win. Um, yeah. I I agree that I don't think this is the year, but that seems to be like the years that things happen in in golf when you're not really expecting it. Like last year, no one was really expecting Dustin Johnson to to come out and just dominate until he was actually dominating. And it's like oh yeah, Dustin Dustin Johnson. Like he was putting up like eighties in like majors like a couple weeks before that. So yeah, we drew a few weeks before. Yeah. So it, it's well, happened before. If, I understand it. I understand if, it, but, but the, the, the value is there. The value has never been there. Now it's a little bit more there. If he gets over 20, if he gets to like 21, 22, might, uh, might have to dabble. It's, in, I mean, that's a guy that's always in the top five, of you know major odds to be that high you're gonna you're gonna kick yourself if you don't bet on him and he ends up winning yeah like oh shit it's Roy McIlroy oh yeah especially me who bets him fucking every year to win the masters um (laughs) let's uh let's go throw me some long shots here uh some mid-tiers guys that you're looking to actually bet I look forward to your master's card um that you so elegantly design each year for uh, the masters and other tournaments to see your winners, first round leaders. What, what, what are some uh, tease some of those picks for us? Yes. I mean, my, my card is not, I'm still researching. We're just going to talk some things out. Um, But November masters, a lot of first time players, like we said, Ah. And so we had like Sung J.M., Victor Perez, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler. They all played pretty well or, you know, cuts to cuts, you know, it was a notch under their belt. So now I'd be like, oh, yeah, look, they can win now because it's not their first time. Mm-hmm. I'm not so like I think I'm going to fade these guys because their first Masters was in like this weird November circumstance the course is was gonna play different than it did then there were no fans there's gonna be there's gonna be fans here limited fans but like i don't know if they got 
like the full experience you know what i mean it's like it might it, with no fans in november it might have just seemed like yes you're at the masters but it, it, there's not as much pressure on you mm-hmm. like as someone well, who's never been a professional golfer or played at the masters I'm I'm with you on fading those guys. The only guy I'm afraid to fade is Morikawa because he is number one in strokes gained approach. He's won a major, even though that major was won with no fans. So I I think his game fits this course, but like you said, it's it's he I, the odds for him are a little too high too. I think a little too low. I mean, thirty to one. Yeah, um, I'm probably if for a course that favors you know strokes gained strokes gained approach um there, i mean there's no one better than Colin Morikawa is probably the best iron player on the tour probably jt might have something to say about that but um in terms of i guess middle of the tier longer shots uh, i've seen a lot about matthew fitzpatrick i have um, seen that too i did Bet he's forty to one most places. I did see him sixty to one on points bet, um, which I did hit. Um, I'm a little nervous uh, for betting him because he does look a lot like Rory McIlroy, who hasn't won there. Um, so that's that's a ding against him. That's some uh, some some. That yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but but some stats. Uh, via Pat Mayo, nine of the past champions uh, of the Masters in their three starts prior to the Masters, they finished top fifteen in two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's yeah, the last now. nine. Yes. Oh. Yes. So I mean, I can run through the whole list if you want me to. No, I don't. I'm just going to check okay. on guys that I was liking. Okay, but there's, you know, we have up top, we have Ron, Bryson, JT, Brooks, Beef, you know, previous champions like Sergio. We got my guy, Tommy Fleetwood. We got the podcast guy, uh, Mr. Jason Cockrack. Um, but guy. we also have Mr. Matthew Fitzpatrick, um, <laughs> who has you know, played well recently and he's played well at the masters. He burst onto the scene when he finished T seven, 2016. Um, he missed the cut his first masters. Uh, he has, he's had middling results uh, since then made the cut every year. Hasn't missed a cut since the first time he played in the masters. I, I thought, I think it was an amateur uh, um, stat boy. I'll have to check on that. Um, but he's been playing well recently and I don't hate the pick. I think there's a value in 60 to 1. Um, so that's that's one of my guys uh, going into the week. <coughs> Another guy is the aforementioned Jason Cockrack. Cockrack, if we're being political. Um, yes, his first Masters was in 20, or in November. But he did miss the cut, so he didn't play four rounds on the course. I think he's been playing well recently. He, he hits the ball, you know, decent decent ways. Got his first win um, at Shadow Creek, uh, and he just seems to compete in like these bigger tournaments. So I, he's he's another guy I'm looking at, possibly top twenty, possibly top ten. Not sure yet. Still, still diving into the numbers, um, and then my guy, Tommy Fleetwood. It's a love-hate relationship. It's very similar to what Dom has with um, Roy McElroy. I think if you're, especially if you're in pools or something, and you want to differentiate, I think Tommy Fleetwood's a good pick. He's kind of been flying under. The radar, most people hadn't been playing well, um, has turned it around. He uh, has, as he was, he's on that list of guys who have finished top 15 in two of their last three tournaments. Uh, one of them was match play, take a, take 
that what you will. Um, but a guy that, you know, is a good iron player, uh, can get hot with the putter. You saw him uh, in the U.S. Open at Shinnecock um, on those fast greens, go low on the final day to, you know, push Brooks um, in that tournament uh, before he eventually won. But uh, he's, a, I like him to, you know, he's rounding into form. A guy that's, you know, a, a, a solid golfer, a bigger name um, that, you know, maybe not too many people are thinking about at this moment. Let me, let me throw one guy out there who I was going to throw out at you. And then you told me that stat and lo and behold, he fits that statistic. I don't know if I'd like him to win, but he has no damn. Um, I like him too. So this guy is 80 to one. Four to one to make the top uh, top ten, and he has a top ten on his resume is it at Corey the Masters. Connors? It is Corey Connors. You don't mm. sound too enthused. He is playing extremely well right now. Thirteenth in the PGA strokes gained approach. If you look at his last three tournaments, Valero T fourteen, the players seventh, Arnold Palmer third. He is not one of those guys you talked about playing in their second Masters. He's played in three Masters from 2019, finished top 46, top 46 in 2020. He got that top 10. So the history is there, although very minor. He's just playing very hot right now. That's kind of, kind of. I, I think I like him maybe in, in top 10s, maybe, maybe a breakaway top five. Uh, I don't like him to win. Uh, he's a great iron player, as you as you said. I just uh, he can struggle. He can struggle with the putter, the flat stick. If you're a douche, um, and at, for a course that's probably going to have you know tougher greens this time around, uh, I'm a little hesitant. Um, to to place a wager on him i like him i think he's i've seen a lot a lot of buzz around him which also makes me a little nervous like he's Mm -hmm. like a darling pick in that long range Mm -hmm. Um, he's he's like he's like the jt he's no he's like the the spieth of the long shots yeah i mean but you like he's playing well he's a great iron player and those you know form and irons are what you want it Augusta, but uh, I just his his putter makes me a little nervous. Um, so I, I I'm not I'm not in I'm not in on the Corey Connors um, Maple Leaf train. Um, Lee Westwood was very hot coming into this tournament. Uh, or it's into last week's tournament, and then he fell apart. I don't think he made think he made the cut. Um, I think at fifty to one little too the odds are too low like I, westwood's the kind of guy you want it closer to 100 to one um any just qu- real quick one sentence on westwood no okay um <laughs> and then i got two more guys for you i'll start with the the good first the the potential even though he has not been playing well recently but he's someone who's played very well at the masters historically um, and he is around that 50 to one range. I am talking about Mr. Hideki Matsuyama. Kind uh, of flying under the radar here. He, I, don't, I don't, I don't see anybody talking about him, but if you talk about a guy who's played this tournament eight times in his career under 30 still, um, and like I said, has, has a pretty decent history. Two, two top tens, one top five in the last six years. And he has made the cut every year since 2014. Mr. Matsuyama, any shot this year? Hmm. Um, I don't hate it. He does historically um, perform well. Shout out uh, to, the, to the early years of Matsuyama when Matsuyama top Asian was a uh, a stone cold lock. 
at the Masters. Yeah, uh, and recently he's been playing okay. His short-handed approach have been pretty good. Um, you know, past three tournaments, he, he missed the cut at the players in T17, which means he didn't get out of the group play in World Golf Championship in the Dell Tech um, match play. Then finished 30th at Valero. I don't hate it. Guy who has a good history at the Masters. Um, I honestly, you know, I, I had been overlooking him a bit, so I appreciate. Oh, even even the great Terry takes. Um, he's been he's been overlooked by. I appreciate you pointing him out. Um, I'm not going to bet him to win, uh, but he might be worth you know a little dabble in the props market. Okay. And then my last person I'm going to throw out at you. Um, this is a complete flyer. So this is like, take the, take the extra guac money, throw on Love the extra guac money, a guy I'm looking at right now. I might even have to do a control F search on him on the board. A hundred to one. He is a major winner. He has never won here, but he is, Finished second twice. This is purely really? no. This is purely a historical play, kind of a feel-good story. He has sucked this year. I am talking about, and I think like two years ago he was kind of like the favorite heading into this tournament, um, and I think he missed the cut. And I'm talking about there's one of the favorites. He was at least top five. Everybody was on him. Mister Justin Rose. Interesting. Justin Rose. At 100 to 1 at the Masters, he has five top five finish or three top five. What am I looking at? Four top 10 finishes, two top five finishes. Um, last top five was in 2017. He finished second, finished 23rd last year. He did have a top 10 last year in a major at the PGA. Um, but I, it's not like the guy's you know, in line to the glue factory, like, <laughs> I, I don't. Long shot. Guac yeah, money. He hasn't played. I mean, yeah. Guac money. He hasn't played since Arnold Palmer. He with which he withdrew from. He has a new driver on the range. He, yeah. He went through the whole club change. Um, when he sucked, when he did that, uh, I, I see what you're saying. He has the talent to win. I, I just don't. I, I, I have no dollars to put on him. Okay. Not even $1 to win <laughs> $100. No, yes. I'm $1. Not, not to win. Maybe if you want to go a long shot, maybe, you know, a, a top 20. I don't know what his odds are there. Um, but they're probably higher than they should be just because it's Justin Rose. I'm looking at plus 275 top 20. Yeah. All right. Give me, uh, give me, give me just some, some bets you're looking at, maybe another long shot, and then we'll transition kind of into a, uh, you know, new, uh, just get rid of this masters thing because I think we've I think we've covered pretty much everything unless you have some more long shots you want to throw out there. Uh Our guy Bazudenhout. I got guac money for his ass. I mean, he has been playing well recently around the green. Um in the last 20 rounds, he has the highest um strokes gained strokes gained around the green. Um, which at Augusta, that's how, um, what's his name? Patrick Reed won his green jacket. So it's, it's not at the question. Um, and you know, he's our guy. Can't, can't doubt him there. Uh, some, I may sound crazy, but there's a guy named Jason Day who's Australian from down under. Um, and all he does is make putts. Didn't putt well at the players, 
Um, didn't make it out of the group stage at the World Golf Championship. His form is not exactly where you want it to be. He did finish um, top 10 at Pebble Beach in the Pro-Am. I, he didn't make the cut in November. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think he has, you know, the talent coming off, you know, his back injuries. I don't, he, he could catch lightning in a bottle, I think, as a past major championship winner um, and, and do some things at Augusta. Haven't heard much about him. T, I mean, his last, what, T5 in 20, 2019. Just, just saying, you know, if we're going, you're going Justin Rose, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Aussie. What he, and, and he could be outdone by fucking Adam Scott. Everyone's, everyone's, you know, the hottest golfer from Australia. Um, but he can't putt ever. So. I, you know, it's to me, it's 101 versus 55 to one or whatever it is. I'm taking the 101 guy. But he's not going to win. All right. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see next week. <laughs> Although I don't think he's going to win either. But, <laughs> but I would like to see him compete and me have a 101 ticket on him. Uh, producer- wait, one, one, wait, one parting stat for everyone looking at, you know, taking outrights. Um, this is also from Pat Mayo, the or just history in general. But Pat Mayo brought it to my attention. The, I guess, highest ranked player or lowest ranked, however you want to look at it, farthest from the number one um, to win the Masters was in the past. I think ten years. No, twenty years. Ten years was Bubba Watson, and he was ranked 18th in the world golf rankings. Mm-hmm. So before you get all crazy, take, take, take a gander at the world golf rankings, probably limit to top 20, maybe if you're feeling frisky, top 25. Hideki <laughs> Matsuyama is number 25. You want to you wanna hear a funny – you want to hear something funny? What? Guess who's 18th in the uh, world golf rankings right now. Paul Casey. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe the I I will send you a screen. I will send you a screenshot of what I'm looking at right now. I just googled his name and it says 18th PGA Tour World Ranking. No, I don't. I don't know what you're looking at. All right, hold on. Let me let me just go. Are you going off the OWGR? Yes, the official world golf rankings. All right, never mind. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, abort. Fuck you, Mr. Google. As uh, as what the, the MyPillow guy would say, uh, Mr. Google needs to be regulated. Yes. Um, so <laughs> That's he's so far off. So far off from where it yes. was. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Um, so stick, stick to the roads, you know, you know, stick to the names, you know, um, it's going to be one of these golfers that wins, um, as books get more efficient, as people, more people are betting on golf, you're not going to find, you know, these crazy odds. The last hundred or triple digit guy to win, I think was triple Ellman. um, or I guess Danny Willett, if you bet him like months before the Masters even started. And I think he went off at like 50 to 1. Because um, he had a kid. Yes, but <laughs> everyone knows he won because he had a kid. So, you know, and he was, I think, 12th in the world golf rankings when uh, he won. So it wasn't, you know, some random guy. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking to make an outright bet, take a gander at the official uh, world golf rankings. Don't look at what Dom looked at. Um, Don't take Mr. Google's word, the word for um, it. And, you know, double check to make sure, you know, your players and, you know, say the top, top 20 or, or top 25. Again, if you're feeling frisky. 
Producer Corey, Mr. Yes, Joe, uh, do you have any questions for the dot, dot, dot in the whole segment of this podcast? Solid actually, advice. I'm good. Yeah, I was going to say, there was actually one, uh, there's a promo out there on DraftKings. Oh, oh new, yes, new this, is, this is the promo section. I love this section. So uh, there's a couple promos, one of the, which is uh, we all love a good foursome. And there's a champions for some cut boost. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Sergio Garcia, and Patrick Reed to make the cut at the Masters boosted to plus 150. Do we like it? <laughs> Sergio's fucking that up a million percent. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio, when we can still do these on five dimes, I had like a 10 person make the cut parlay to win like a thousand dollars or something and yeah sergio on 15 hit two balls in the water and sergio's gonna start. sergio then there's yeah. uh there is another that was one a year there. after he won the masters there's another the dark one. it's uh bryson versus dustin johnson to, to win head-to-head plus 150 on either is Wait. that for the tournament or for round for one for the tournament is the way this reads, I think. What is it? It's – let me look at it again. It's Bryson versus Dustin Johnson, and you can boost either to get to plus 150, and it's for the full tournament. I would lean DJ yeah. because he's the best golfer in the world. Uh, it's like it's in terms of rooting against Bryson, it really hasn't worked out recently. <laughs> Fair. I have a promo that you can sort of root for him and against him at the same time. Okay. Fan you have, you, you have piqued my interest. FanDuel, anybody, either Johnson, Spieth, or DeChambeau to shoot under 68 round one. Tall ask plus 100. Um, I. Again, the course is going to be playing a little tougher. One man gets hot. It's all it takes. Do we have a weather? Do we have a uh, morning versus afternoon angle for round one? Our meteorologist was unavailable today. But it's typically the earlier, right? If it's if it's sunny, those guys are more likely to score because the greens haven't dried out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd be also cognizant of the wind. There is wind there. In there is wind in the afternoon on Thursday right now, peaking at 10 miles an hour at 3 o'clock. Um, 8 o'clock, it's between 3 and 6. So, And it's supposed, to, wind. It's supposed to be sunny um, all day on, th- on Thursday. Um, then we got some, some precipitation Friday, Saturday. A little it's sip. Light, a little sip, light, sip. And Sunday, too. Jeez. Oh, Joe House also taught me the azalea drink from the Masters, which is vodka or gin, uh, pineapple juice, lemon juice, and a splash of grenadine. Mm. And you bet your ass I'm going to make one of those. <laughs> it sounds scrumptious. Oh, Masters app time, too. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is actually the best betting, golf betting thing, and it's great that it's back in, back in March or April, whenever it is, springtime. April. I feel like it's been perpetually um, March. All right. I think that's it for the Masters. Quick MLB stuff before we go on to Pods and Rex and leave you on your way. Unless we have anything else in the Masters. No, Justin Thomas is going to win. Okay. Um, the Braves are 0-4. What's going on? Uh, they just can't, <laughs> win a, they can't win a game. Fair. Uh, the Mets already blew a game for Jacob DeGrom. How do hey, we feel? Hey, 1-1. <laughs> they won. They they you know they did what they had to do. One and one. Just put I'm that sure, game behind. I'm actually going to be working on a supercut of Mets fandom of Dom, just clips of Dom and his high hopes throughout the year. It's I told you inevitable fall, and it's going to be awesome. I told you that I think it's going to take a while this year for the team to get going. But you um, think this will be a year that they are in contention for a? They will be in playoff contention. I think. Oh, that's I such a that's... low bar for for all this hype. Get the fuck out of here. No, I I think like even in two games, like the team is deep. Like the team is Ten deep or as bust, hell. You lose deep it. as hell. Deep as hell. So, 
just the bullpen is the issue. That's that's what it always is. Yes, they're World Series. Okay. Down, Ten to one. I wish they were a little higher. I'm waiting for the number to creep up a little bit, and then I'll hammer it. It will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, pause and re- – oh, Joe, how are the Yankees doing? We'll talk about that for a second. We're doing okay, actually. Uh, Garrett Cole threw seven innings today, struck out 13 guys, no earned runs, uh, and hit, hit some absolute titty shots on it there. It doesn't even look like he's swinging hard. It's insane. Like, hit like a 470-foot home run. We love it. Yankees, let's go. World Series. Got the gold chain on. <laughs> I'm going to buy one just for when we're recording. <laughs> so we're chilling. All right. I mean, what is it? Playing the Orioles? Not like even a real team. Yeah, the Orioles stink. Although they did start three and zero against your uh, your Boston Red Sox, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! I did watch Fever Pitch uh, the other night. It was suggested to me, no joke, after like I finished watching a show earlier today and I came this close to it's actually it. it's actually that's what I'll, I'll recommend that actually. I like that for movie. Pods and Rex. Um it's it's funny. I haven't watched it in like years. Um probably since I was like a kid and then Buckner. Uh, I just yeah, that's the best scene in that movie <laughs> when they like the friends find him after he gets dumped and he's just like sitting in his apartment and just watching the Bill Buckner uh go through the legs, Mets win game six of the 1986 world series like on a loop um, <laughs> his friends are like i thought you took this away from him he's like i did he pulled, he's like, where did you get copies this is not helping <laughs> it's also funny because so- someone has probably done that oh yeah and like boston sports history and shout out to uh, i think it was mvp baseball 2005 had that tessie song um that yeah. was like featured in that in that movie it was, so was yeah that was some good throwbacks too so i was ranked in the top 100 of mvp baseball players online That's... i don't think i played online i think i just did franchise mode yeah strike, strikes yeah. only bro yeah i i actually played in um with one of the kids we used to play we played golf with that one time who laid on the green mm. full belly um he was <laughs> He used to get me in. Uh, it was MLB 2K. Used to have uh, video like online leagues, and people used to get pissed if you did not throw strikes. You were in yeah. strikes only league. Yeah. But, no, it got a little questionable towards the end of the game, and you were winning. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, I slipped. I slipped on a 0-2 with <laughs> yeah. runners on second and third. Sorry. Two outs. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a time where I was one of the world's greatest MVP baseball players. So that's my uh, that's my recommendation. Uh, Fever Pitch, actually one of the I think probably one of the old sports comedies that has aged well. Um, not not problematic in the least bit. So it's hard to say for movies from that era. All right, who's up? Oh, okay, you go. You talked. Okay, I am going to recommend uh, Salt and Pet. Like I like the cracked black pepper are you are you wait <laughs> are you recommending you salt, and recommend pepper? salt and pepper <laughs> no, no no like the crack something that is found like, on every table some, no, 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 not not something that you put on your food <laughs> no it's like the potato chips that have it already on them in the back they're great they got these really good ones at trader joe's they're crinkle cut and um, they're a little bit like heavier of of potato chip. You're talking but... about cracked pepper chips. Yeah. Okay. They're fantastic. I'm, I'm a fan. You That's know, you came out of the gate saying salt and pepper, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I realized where that started, but <laughs> but this is where we went. <laughs> All right. At least the destination is something I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either way, like salt and pepper, great condiments. I mean. Who's going to complain about that? <laughs> well, I mean, they're pretty great if they're on every table in America. Listen, yeah. I'm recommending. <laughs> I'm going to recommend forks and knives. <laughs> Are you tired of eating like a caveman? <laughs> what about if not, go to medieval Andy? times. <laughs> Are you finding it hard to eat your cereal with a fork? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like ketchup is like a good backup recommendation of that. Yeah. Yeah, solid number two. 
asking for water in a restaurant. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, I'll go. Uh, asking questions when you don't know things in a, in a store. I went, uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm charged with making sure a bachelor party goes well. Um, the bachelor likes cigars and I don't know much about cigars. So I just walked into a cigar shop and was just like, Hey, I want to buy a box of cigars. I don't like, I don't care if you rip me off. I don't know what I'm doing. Just help me, help me buy one. It's like, Do you go to sure. that one in Jersey city. Yes. Sky that, tobacco. Yeah, that's good. Good. That's a good one. Free yeah. plug. And he like, He's like, what's your price range? I was like, how about you just show me an array? <laughs> and he just, he walked me through that. He walked me through it, explained some things to me. I learned some things about cigars and, you know, everyone's happy. So ask questions. Don't be ashamed if you don't know things. Good, good advice. That's good really advice. good advice. Better than salt and pepper. Yeah. Hey, salt and pepper, everybody can relate to. Although I'll put in, I'll put a uh, just a warning. There are stupid questions you can ask. Like I, says, I think, I think we need to no get rid stupid of these, questions. I, get, I think we got to get rid of this pompous. You know, the, everyone should know everything. True, I'm with you. But I'm also, you, like, don't get crazy with it. It is hard to like ask questions though with a mask on. So if everyone could just get you know vaccine, that'd be cool. Uh, that'd be great. Would be great. Producer Corey, your last up. Um, I just finished watching City on the Hill. Uh, Kevin Bacon special. It was actually really good. Uh, it's about just fucked up police shit. In, it's a crime drama. Hour-long crime drama on Showtime. Can't really go wrong with that kind of thing. You'll get sucked into it no matter what. Um, yeah, go check it out. Kevin Bacon still got a fastball, I'll tell you. Watching him doing lines of coke in his car, just going like fifty down a you know twenty five mile an hour street. I'll watch that all day. All right, love to see it. Good for good for Mr. Bacon. All right, (laughs) a tradition unlike any other. We are signing off for the Masters podcast. Dominic DeLeo alongside Terry Tinks, producer Corey, Joe Delera. We'll be back next week to gloat after Justin Rose wins the Masters at 100 to 1. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to get full into it. And this is like, you know, back to back to parlay of the day, back to RV tripping. We're going to be traveling Can again. Are we traveling again? Yeah. I mean, we all yeah. got shots, didn't we? Well, this is, uh, this is the time. Baseball, NBA, NHL playoffs coming up inclusive parlay action coming at yeah. you god help us all we're getting back to normal i think we're gonna you know knock on wood but return to normalcy yeah. yeah which is just buffoonery on our end but okay shoot me up so have a great weekend enjoy the masters try to pay attention at work uh enjoy not paying attention at work on thursday and friday yeah uh, put some salt you... pepper on your food For the man, too much for the man. He couldn't make it, so he's leaving the life. He's come to know. Ooh. He said he's going. He said he's going back to find. Going back to find. Ooh, 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 what's left of his world? The world he left behind. Not so long ago He's leaving Leaving On that midnight train to Georgia
Without him, 